Welcome to Waterbound, episode 23. Hey guys, this is Link. And Ted, and we're on 23, the Air Jordan of oh, Waterbound yeah, the Air episodes. Jo- <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is our Air Jordan. What All you drinking right. on there, Ted? Well, it's the first time I've had this. I think you said you had it before. It's a little slap fight. India Pale Ale by uh, Monday Night Brewing. Monday Night Brewing out of Hotlanta, Georgia. Oh, Hotlanta, good guy. Yeah. So I don't know what's it's got like a. They're, they're ties. Ties like coat <laughs> like ties on here on the can. Kind of. I don't know why. Kind of looks that. fruity. They're they're. It says fresh, dank, and juicy. Yeah, fresh, dank, and juicy. Their guy has a suit. Ah, uh, so I got you. Sorry, I, got you. I guess they're all about the ties. Yeah. Well, we're Something we're wearing about Monday night and ties. We're wearing uh, our ties as yeah. usual. Yeah. Tie. Um, yeah, t-shirt. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, man. Um, you know, we're here um, talking about paddling um, again tonight. That's so, right. Um, this is our, our little podcast about southeastern whitewater, mostly. And actually, tonight we'll talk, we'll get a little further further afield out, out of the southeast a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, usually we'll just run, we run through all kinds of boats and crafts and all that sort of stuff. And uh, Link is a seasoned raft guide, and I'm just a weekend paddler and, and kayaker uh, and other things. And. Yeah. Yes, of course, uh, and we like all the crafts, all the crafts, all the craft, all the crafts, the water crafts, the craft beers, yeah, the arts and crafts. We're crafty. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, this episode we're going to be talking about um, a lot. Of, you know, a lot of folks out there, a lot of boaters' favorite time of the year is golly season golly. so yeah um this past weekend was the beginning of golly season up in west virginia and on um the golly river so and that's almost i mean that's it feels like the south doesn't it yeah it does <laughs> it does you know it, it's it's the mid-atlantic um you know back during the civil war oh okay. you know it wasn't the South, it wasn't the North. They they uh, seceded from the Union and, and chose to you know remain independent, neutral um, from from either side. So it's always kind of been the middle ground anyway between the North and the South. And um, yeah, man, um, had a had a had a great first weekend up there this year. So um, I'm looking forward to several more uh, coming up. All right. Well, why don't you start us out um, with some of your? You did some sort of scouting, kind of refresher training, yeah, kind of uh, trips down it. So um, the the Thursday before the first Friday, the day before the first Friday of golly season is a low water release. They do a low water release, uh, and um, you know it's for. For so many of the rafting companies, it's a training day for their new golly guides. Try, folks are trying to get trained up to uh, work on the golly, either the upper or the lower. 
and most people only run the upper um and you know it's kind of a um it's a it's a big eye opener for a lot of people uh especially if you're coming from you know out west or even down south here where you know on free flowing rivers where your your water's kind of dropped out at the end of the summer and you go up there and you know this water and they're only running at like half capacity which is somewhere around 1800 cfs uh, normal flow is 2,800 to 3,000 CFS out of the Summersville Dam. Um, so, and they only ran, it didn't feel like a full 1,800, but um, it kind of, it kind of, you know, you get out and sort of get out and scout things and, and look for any changes in rapids, uh, you know, because they, they get some pretty big water up there on the Gali throughout the winter. And, um, so yeah, we went down, um, went down with uh, several friends. Uh, we all kind of R two'd and um, R two'd. I think was there an S two? I forget exactly. What, uh, but, uh, we all in small rafts or commercial? We rafts uh, we we took uh, because my my buddy Joe and I were gonna um, R two or S two. Uh, fat cat but uh i had to drop my demo a couple of my demos off to have repaired uh before golly fest so we uh we went with a bunch of other buddies that we work with at adventures on the gorge and we took some of their small boats uh which they were you know more than happy let us use um their smallest boats they have that we run on the golly which are um Good old uh, Avon um, Avon Explorers or Avon um, Scouts. Uh, so we we ran um, several of those down the river, and we had like three or four R twos. How long a boat are those? It's uh, it's they say it's twelve and a half foot, but it's more like thirteen. Yeah, but they're it's you know it's it's a pretty stout boat. We we call them four mans. Um, because they're our, our high adventure boat uh, for four people and a guide, um, but uh, so we are to those, and they're they're great boats. They're they're awesome boats. They're super stable. They they run really good. They're 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 on the heavy side, but they're stout. Uh, Avon built their rest to last, and that's probably why they're not in business anymore because they <laughs> they built them too good. These boats are twenty years old wow. that we're paddling, and they still look awesome you know that's just and that's just the way avon built them so anyway we uh yeah we had a good time um we uh the highlight of the trip on on low water golly is most definitely um iron ring which is the fourth class five um and is actually altered uh, it was blasted back during the logging day you know back when they used to log the area there and they suspended like dynamite over the river, and there were all these big rock obstructions that were holding logs back. So their their idea was to blast a rock to allow the logs to pass through. And you know when they did, they kind of altered the river bottom there. And so um, you know one side of it is very much blasted and kind of janky full of boulders and then the other side's much a little bit more natural but right at the bottom of the rapid is this big hunk of sandstone sticking up and it looks like uh we call it woodstock rock because it looks like 
Snoopy's buddy Woodstock <laughs> laying on his back and sticking his nose straight up. And it's right in the middle. It's this big pillar of sandstone just sticking up in the middle of the river. And um, typically you want to start left and go right of it. And uh, but, you know, when you're not on this water very much and, you know, like, well, which way do you want to go? Which way? You know, we know which way to go, but we're also not used to seeing it. So my buddy Joe and I. Uh, we ran second, and we came down and thought we were good. And then as soon as we dropped in, we are like, uh-oh, we're not good. <laughs> so we went left of Woodstock and ended up, like, boofing over the left side of it and dropped into the pour-over behind it, uh, into the hole behind it, and um, started surfing. And so we're sitting there surfing, and I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it, let's <laughs> surf, you know? Like, so we're surfing this pretty big hole, I mean, a good size hole but um it's much more violent at high water at normal flow yeah but um as we're surfing it like throwing ends in the raft uh we got we were kind of like just getting turned around in this hole and we got started getting surfed back across toward the main current of the rapid and look up and our buddy patrick is coming through with another another fella uh they're r2 in a much smaller raft they're r2 in a High side mini max. Wow. Yeah. And Patrick's a pretty pretty solid dude. And he's on the right he's a right side paddler. And the guy he had with him, this guy Wes, hadn't hasn't done the golly that much. And um so and we're surfing across, like about to shut him down, like cut him off. And I look up and I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> and again they're looking at us like, oh no, and they saw us like getting surfed across. We're not trying to surf across; the current's just taking us that way, and we go right in, right in front of their line, and they had a great line until they met us yeah. and instantly flipped. Wow! And we're sitting there like high siding and just laughing our butts off. Because you know, in this as they flip in this class five rapid, but uh, they're they're past the really bad part. But uh, but yeah, so my buddy Patrick isn't he doesn't have a great record on low water low water days. Apparently, he said he's like zero for twenty two. <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate, but um, you might get the get the point. Anyway, um, we flipped them and had a good laugh, had a big laugh, and you know he was like, you know, you guys. You guys are messed up for you know getting in getting in my my beautiful line and all that. And he's like, "Look at y'all still laughing." I'm like, "Man, don't even act like you wouldn't have been laughing your butt off if you're in our position." He's like, "I I would have been. I would have been laughing longer." So, so that was big fun. And then you know we um, yeah just getting to see the golly again after low water towards the end of the Shatuga season was really cool. And then. Um, um, yeah, so we, we just ran the upper that day, uh, the dam, Summersville Dam to Mason's Branch, which is like nine, nine or ten miles. Uh, it's right, I think it's right at nine miles. Um, so, um, yeah, and then the next day was like full flow, and I was on an overnighter, uh, an AOTG Deluxe Golly Overnight, which, uh, you do uh, basically 17, 16, 17 miles on day one down to um, 
down to our campsite at Canyon Doors Rapid, which is one of the prettiest spots on the whole Gully. So river. how far is just the upper Gully run? So the upper Gully. Well, we'll like, we'll talk about that when we go okay. into, and okay. when we go into the topic, but because um, that we're going to cover lots of Gully. Yes, I think tonight, but. Um, but yeah, so did uh, did an overnight, an upper lower deluxe golly overnight, and um, had an interesting crew. You know, had that had a kind of had a kind of uh, group that you know when raft guides see some members of this group, they're like, God, I hope I don't end up with them. And you know, it was just like one of those things where somebody's got to end up with them, and it was me. And uh, just kind of a, had a couple very forward uh, ladies from Charleston, South Carolina, uh, just very like they they're in the military, so they were like you know interesting, just, it's, interesting it's, group. Yeah, it's like cut and dried. <laughs> yeah, and she, lady walks right up to me. And she's like, "This is not the group I wanted to be with." You know, I'm like. <laughs> You know, I was like, we're we're gonna make most of it. So, the this but had this family from Cleveland, uh, Ohio, Northern Ohio, and uh, we get you know majority of our clients are from Ohio, uh, in West Virginia, uh, especially at AOTG, who has pretty pretty deep Ohio roots. The owners do, and um, yeah, I, it was it was an interesting couple of days. <laughs> And uh, he's holding back. Yeah, this one kid. It was just a weird dynamic with these, with these, this uh, mom and dad and their two sons. And one, one son was college age. The other son was um, he was in his teens, uh, and he said maybe five words the entire two days. Well, he needed his phone. And no, but this kid was like catatonic. I mean, wow. I would I would say, hey, look over, you know, look over to your right, and you'll see, uh, you know, so and so. You'll see, uh, you know, really beautiful cliff wall, and and he just didn't look. He was just looking down. Mm, he's pouting down or downstream the entire time, and uh, they were just really strange, you know. And it kept having to like. Kept having to coach them how to paddle and all of them, you know, and it was just like, and these two ladies were like, we're going to be up front. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah, y'all are up front because, you know, you're into it. Um, and they did all the paddling for six people, basically. And uh, there was just weird dynamic between mom and dad. And this was one of those, and was, I'm like, great, this is the first day of golly season. The first day of Christmas for river guides and I get the dream team and I and I pulled the (laughs) you know the the biggest oxygen thieves on earth um but um yeah it was really hard to get these people to do anything and um the mom and dad seemed to be kind of at each other all day long and just like and it was spectacular this I mean first of all good flow on the golly, um, and we had great lines, and you know they were just not into it. What were they doing there? Uh, I don't know, and that's why maybe like, they want a free trip. Yeah, I mean, like that they were. Forced it to was go. just so strange. 
Uh, and so there was the weirdest thing, and you're going to see all kinds of posts on the internet or on Facebook about this, but it's the year of the dragonfly on the Gali, and there's all these dragonflies. I've never seen dragonflies like this anywhere. Snake doctors. Um, usually we have on the New River and most rivers in the southeast, we have little damselflies, and they're like a, they're like a skinny, smaller, you know, colorful, but not near as impressive uh, uh, insect as the dragonfly. And there were none of those, and there were hundreds of thousands wow. of dragonflies. I'm not, I'm, I'm not lying. And they were everywhere in the pools, and they must have been just wiping out these damselflies and all the other flies. Yeah. And it was amazing. Like I, It got to the point where I was like, Asked my buddy Mike, I was like, "Did you, did you dose me at <laughs> at lunch with like LSD or something?" Dragonflies. And everybody's like, "What dragonflies?" And I'm like, "Whatever." And it, it it really was. It was just gorgeous. And these people were just like not into it, or just being just making weird comments. Like the dad was like, "Hey, why don't you ask the encyclopedia up there?" how many species of dragonflies there are. And I was like, what? And he was like, my wife. Why don't you ask her? She's the encyclopedia. <laughs> and I was like, well, well I kind of want to know. Yeah, sure. You know? So, and I didn't even hear what she said because she just like said it under her breath. And, and, and then the oldest son piped, chimed in and he was like, like you've ever read an encyclopedia in your whole life, you know? And it was like, or when was the last time you read an encyclopedia? It was like, good God, man. These people are just not happy people. So we get to camp <laughs> and, you know, everybody wants to hang out. And, you know, we have kegs tapped and we're, we're hors d'oeuvres coming out early in the evening. And our new chef... Our new overnight chef, Emily, who had kind of uh, uh, been the assistant to our last chef, uh, uh, MB, she knocked it out of the park, her first one out. I mean, the food was just so amazing. It was, you know, it was beautiful presentation. It was well thought out, great food. We had hors d'oeuvres and and we're sitting there and like this kid's just like laying with his head down, the youngest kid on the table and to, and and then every time we get to eat a course he gets up and he goes and eats and just lays down come to find out the oldest son had a bunch of pot brownies <laughs> and then it it, it sort of it never really I never really confirmed or verified but I think they gave this kid one of the pot brownies uh. and he was I was like oh now I get it and like everybody was eating pot brownies, including the parents, I think, on the upper gully. And I had no idea until that night while we we're at camp. And he's like, and the oldest brother was like, Well, I'm gonna have another pot, I'm gonna have another brownie, you know? And I'm like, what kind of brownie? You know? And he's like, Ah, oh, yeah, magic brownie. And I was just like, How long have you been eating these things? Wow. And I was just like, you know, these are things. Even if you don't think your river guy should know, they should know. <laughs> because I couldn't, I mean, this kid could have died if he had gone in. He was, he was catatonic. 
He would not. Sticking he would not. He would not respond to anything. And so, yeah. So the next day, I was just like, "Oh man, I was just fit to be tied." I, you know, I was I was professional, but I just started just hammering the older older brother <laughs> and just like with comments like, you know, it was it was ridiculous. And he kept doing the saying where, and th- and this is you know, he kept doing the saying where he would get he would turn his head and he would get water in his ear. <laughs> and I'm like, on day two, I'm like, hey man. And he would shake his head. He'd take his helmet off and shake his head out. And he was he was very, uh, could we say, metrosexual. Um, you know, I don't judge anybody, but he was like in my face with how metrosexual he was and anyway he's shaking his head out and I'm like hey dude um I was like you know what if you if you keep your head straight and just duck your head down you won't you won't get water in your ear because you keep turning your head to the side when we hit a wave and I was like not only does it throw your stroke off but that's why you're getting water down your ear he's like well, I can't get it in my eyes. And I was just like, yep. I'm like, don't ever go rafting, man. <laughs> you know? And then the father was like, just started laughing. And um, they're all just like weird. They're like unloosening up their jackets and unbuckling their jackets at weird times. And I'm like, you guys need to tighten your ja- your PFDs up. And the, I think the, this was a test. The <laughs> older brother looks back somebody... at me and he says, I have, you know, fibromyalgia or something. And I'm like, I don't care. If you come out of the boat and that's not on you right, it's going to come off and you're going to die. So that's where your fibromyalgia is going to get you. You know, I mean, it was like this constant a, for two days. This sounds like a uh, practical joke that you were... Set up to test. Uh, test well, links. I'm over it, man. <laughs> you know, God, God help the next people get my boat that act like that. Uh, I'm just gonna swim them at the put in, uh, you know, and then we'll we'll see how they do, and then they have the option to get out right there. So, but yeah, and then you know, two days of this torture torment, and you know, I get like a forty dollar tip. Mm. Uh, you know, where everybody's and some brownies. Yeah, no, didn't get any brownies, <laughs> man. Didn't get any brownies, but I ate some good food. I got to be on the river with uh with some of my good friends, and one of my friends uh, came back from out west and uh, is working with us again on on the uh, golly, and that's sweet. But it was just weird. And then uh, day the day three of the upper golly, I got to um um. We got to do some upper golly training with our uh, with our rookie rookie guides, and that was actually a lot of fun. I had a good time. I was uh, thinking I was going to be scared out of my britches, but I was pretty content the whole time and what, just showing, they, them, showing them good lines. Had and they, uh, they 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 had they, they, they had train they had training runs before. Were they some of them had, had uh, already guided on the lower golly okay, and, and so? But we have a minimum of three familiarization runs before you check out, which is I'm like that's not enough. <laughs> but they have to have prior experience um, as a guide either on the lower golly or class three or four comparable class three or four river or class four river. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was pretty fun that second day. So I got to got to show them some some good lines and how I run stuff, you know, on the golly, which is kind of neat. You're getting to see from their perspective, they're getting to be with all different kinds of trainers, and you know, we all have our different way of running rapids and. You know, I showed them my way to run rapids, especially like running Sweets Falls on the Golly, which is, you know, is is a trip. It it totally gets in your head, and you know, you you just know you know the dangers that are down there, even if you don't. I mean, you you you, as a rookie guide, you watch the videos of rafts hitting dildo rock and and just explosions of bodies and rafts and. So that's in your head before you ever go there. And uh, so there's, you know, like tunnel vision. It's like, man, this is a really wide open rapid and figure out how to run it and run it like that, you know. So, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. But... um, all right. Well, but, I'm sorry yeah. you had that um, amazing family there. So Yeah, it was like, man, these guys are... Yeah, I won. That was a test. I, I that won was a the test. Uh, was some kind of test. I won the shit lottery. So you, you didn't. I'm not sure you passed that <laughs> test either. But. Oh man. Well, uh, all right. So our topic's going to be just you know kind of running through various aspects, I guess, of the golly. So for starters, my first question for you is: Do you have a nickname for this river? Do I have a nickname? Yeah. For this? No. You got to come up with one. He's got pretty good like sayings and whatnot well, I mean, so for various rivers. So I'm wondering if he's got one. I've like I've the, got nicknames. Like golly, <laughs> <laughs> I've got nicknames for like you know some of the rapids that just over the years you know I've kind of picked up you know from other people that you know just have have you know have really sunk in and. Uh, you know, especially the big the big fives on the upper golly, um, you know, um, which are insignificant pillow rock, um, lost paddle, iron ring, and sweets falls. Um, but um, you know, it's it's like the Shatuga, man. I you know, I've got I've got a lot of respect for the golly. I love the golly. Um, you know, um, it's it's I got it on the golly the year before. I went to the Chattooga. Um, but, you know, I consider the Chattooga my, my, you know, my mama. You know, that's Mama Chattooga. And, and uh, but the Gali is, you know, it's the goddess. You know, the Gali's the Gali goddess. Maybe it's so. Uncle, Uncle Gali. No, it's a, it's a goddess. Yeah, because she's, she. she's, yeah, she's mean sometimes and uh, she lets you know. And she's got a dirty mind. Uh, it's Class 5 River. Auntie so Gali. Yeah, it's got a it's got a dirty you know kind of a dirty little mine with you know rapids you know like uh, dildo rock and other other spots and uh, but um, um, it's such a beautiful river um, and just a wonderful place and you know it's sister river the new river is awesome but it's it's nowhere near as pretty to me as as the golly is. Yeah, it's just it's well, just so awesome. for our southern listeners. Yeah. So let's say you live in Georgia, Atlanta, or North yeah, Carolina. You know, like I'm surprised at that it's not 
seemed like it would be a longer trip. But you from North Georgia, you say it takes you about five and a half to six hours yeah, to bad. get up there. No, it's not that bad at all. It's it's longer from like Atlanta, you sure. know. But um, but no, it's not that far up there. And you know what's funny is it trips everybody out whenever I bring. Uh, folks down from the Gali down south here that they cross five states, <laughs> especially the ones from out west. It just blows their minds that we cross through five states to get to Georgia. Um, but basically, you know, what was funny was whenever I started guiding um, on the Okoe, uh, or when I started working on the Okoe, that's not when I started guiding, but... Um, I didn't know, really, I didn't really know about the golly until the end of my first Okoe season, and I kept seeing these videos, you know, these uh, carnage videos from the new and the golly river, and I was just like, good God, what is this stuff, you they know? They got a fast red up there. Um, what's that? Oh. They got a fast red up there. They got a hundred fast <laughs> reds, you know, that, you know, the, the golly, the carnage videos, in 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 my recollection, they all really started up there, um, and um, you know because they do videography on all the trips, and they have for a long, long time, and they do videography on all the rafting trips, and then they compile all that all that footage, and uh, they used to put out each company or each you know, maybe a couple videographers from each company would compile this, this, uh, this footage and put out a, uh, you know, a video at the end of the season. Um, a lot of this, you know, a lot of the carnage would be from high water new season or just golly season, you know? Um, and the rapids are just amazing. You can sit there at pillow rock all day and watch so many swimmers, so many rafts just, Reckon and it's it's awesome. It's so, it's classic Schadenfreude. So is there a lot of commercial rafts that are yes yeah, so, there? Or? Well, not 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 that many, but it's just like when you think about the numbers of people that go down the golly, especially on a Saturday. Um, you know, it's really it's really amazing, and everybody knows where to sit. You know, because there, there's only a couple. You know, you can access, you know, some of the fives, but the two biggest spots for action are um, Pillow Rock and Sweets Falls. And that's, and you know, I've never been up there, but I... I that's two and five. But definitely, like, Pillow five. Rock, I mean, I've seen a million videos. Yeah. And, and you know, for Golly Fest and everybody out there on that Yeah, rock. And it's a, you a know... A carnage. Yeah, and, and during Golly Fest, it's a party, but it's it's even more of a party during rafting because you've got way more people going rafting Yeah, um, at these big companies. And there used to be like 20, 25 companies that ran, ran the Golly. Wow. I mean, I remember the days when we would sit above a five and wait sometimes an hour for before we could run it because of the number of companies that were waiting to run it. And, you know, we all had to have video spacing so that the videographers had enough room that they could film, <laughs> you know, the raft coming in. And they'd have their little intro, and they'd film the raft coming in, and then they'd have whatever happened at, at the end of that run. And do that for nine or ten rafts. Wow. You know, I mean, you're talking about 
craziness. And then they take take all the video back and they mix up a little, you know, a little music video and edit it and all that and intros, outros. It's it's really awesome stuff. But uh but yeah, so the Golly for folks that, you know, aren't that familiar with it, it's twenty six miles. There's probably a hundred twenty rapids or so. Wow. You know, there's Seven, depending on who you talk to, seven to eight class fives. Um, you know, the, a couple of the the bigger rapids on the lower golly, they don't really consider fives. But um, and then everything else is, you know, class three to four. Um, and uh, you know, and then anything under like class four really isn't named, or you know, not many of them are. Uh, but um, you know, it starts out, there's there's a nice, there is sort of a nice progression of difficulty, but the fives are, are spaced out pretty well by class threes and fours. Oh, boy. <laughs> we got Rio. Dog, dogs are getting into it upstairs Rio in a hook's room. Uh, upstairs getting fussed at. Yeah, so, but the upper and lower <laughs> golly, um, uh, basically the upper starts at right at the f- base of Summersville Dam, which when I started on the golly was the most intimidating put in you could possibly launch from. And there were these three big tubes shooting out of this wall, out of this house at the base of the dam. There was no hydroelectric power station. So because they just held this water back all summer and then they released it in the fall so that they would have water for barge traffic on the Kanawha River downstream and the Ohio River. Uh, because the new usually dried up or got low. Um, so you put in right next to these tubes and it was just <laughs> like, it was just this thundering horde of water coming out of the dam. And I mean, you're yelling at the top of your lungs and you had like two or three chances and you know, people had two or three chances to get out of this eddy and if they couldn't make it, it was like, well, you guys shouldn't be doing upper golly if y'all can't get us out of this setting. Real. We came back with a sock. Ah. <laughs> back. So anyway, um, yeah, and it was impressive. And then the very, you know, people, some people would flip. Some rafts would flip right there at the put-in. And if you're sitting on the beach watching that go down, you're like, I don't know if I want to go down this sure. stretch river. So it had a way of weeding out the week really early on. And then um, a couple years later, they put in a hydroelectric power station and it tamed the tubes by basically being, you know, uh, bubbles up and it just kind of swells up like it does at the Okoe below the powerhouse or most other powerhouses. So and that also gives gives you the warm and cozy feeling because, you know, you've got no way of no uh, uh, what do you call that? Just litmus test right there at the beginning you got nothing to go on and uh except for the very first rapid you know entrance rapid is is pretty solid um undercut rocks and waves and stuff and holes but you know it's it's, i wouldn't say it's dummy proof but most people get through it pretty well nowadays and then you know you go on downstream and um first big first big four is initiation and um, it's got, you know, really 
a really gnarly sieve, underwater caves on the right side at the bottom of the drop that several people have died in, uh, kayakers, mm-hmm. that were trying to surf this beautiful wave right at the lip of this this slide and they surfed out the wrong way and they went into the sieve and just you know just crazy stuff um the undercut rocks are impressive on the on the golly i mean there's huge slabs of sandstone sometimes as big as a building or a house um you know that fell off of the canyon walls a long time ago on top of other big rocks and you know, if you could, if you could see this river without the water in it, you'd really like. I don't really know if I want to go <laughs> rafting here. Uh, it's 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 freaky looking, but it's so sweet. Um, and three thousand cfs was determined to be the ideal water level by all the rafting outfitters. They determined three thousand was like the most predictable, stable water level. For rafting the golly or paddling the golly, yeah. and that's what gave it its its, its awesome character. Um, well, so you mentioned <clears throat> so you, so when y'all did the the overnight trail, yeah, you 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 put it in at the same place, mm-hmm. and you so you ran. We run the whole river the upper, in, in two days. Okay, wow. Yeah, we run the whole whole river in two days. So, so you start with the upper though. Obviously. You start with the upper because yeah, it's at the upper <laughs> it's end. It's at the up, and then you 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 run the lower on day two. Okay, but um, the halfway point is a spot called Woods Ferry, um, which is a historical ferry that operated there. It's not there anymore, but. Um, yeah, and that's like 13 miles, and then that's the beginning of the lower, um, and then the lower goes down to uh, either the town of Swiss or the town of Jody, depending on which side you're getting out on, but private boaters usually take out at Swiss. Um, and it's impressive, you know, uh, there's definitely a bulk of the rapids are on the upper golly, but the lower golly is no slouch, um, it really isn't, so, uh, but, you know, three a couple miles in to the upper you run into the first class five, and insig insignificant is um, basically that what I was always told were was uh, the first people to run the golly uh, said there were no significant rapids above Pillow Rock, and um, you know a couple of the first people to run it were like you know had got jammed up in this big long this big long rapid called insignificant and they're like there's nothing significant above pillar rock you know it's like you know screw you man um and insig is one of the longer rapids um it starts really wide and bouldery and and it is a boulder field at the top and then it drops into this you know channel drops into this channel that goes around a sharp left turn with undercut rocks on both sides and one significant undercut rock on the right which is just below a really really nasty pour over that can clean a boat out quick and has made a lot just countless people swim over the years um and that's your first rapid and that's before you get to the ones that are known you know (laughs) and uh and so that's like the you know it's not like I tell people all the time, it's not the worst, it's just the first, you know, and 
you know, this sets the tone for the trip. Yeah. And if you blow up an NSYNC, you still got to run all those other ones. And you're just like, man, you know, it's a, it's a mind trip. So, um, but NSYNC is, is a really awesome rapid and, uh, it's a couple hundred yards long. It's, it's a really long rapid and, um, it drops probably, I would say probably 25 feet or more probably 30 feet over 200 yards through you know big waves and holes and are those sort of uh you know i mean do you pretty much you need to go down with some folks and know yes where everything is there's yes. certain lines you definitely want to be yeah. in certain places and not that, in and, certain places and yeah there's certain lines you want to take there's places you don't want to be um but there's lots of little sneaks if you're with the right person, yeah. you know, they, there's lots of little sneaks, little little tricks in all those rapids because they're so big and wide. Yeah. Um, it's not really like the Chatuga, which is it's right there in front of you. There aren't options. Yeah. You know, it's like this is the line. Yeah. But the Gali, there's lots of lines okay. and in, in, in many of the rapids, not in yeah. some of the rapids. It's, you know, it's just one. But uh, but yeah, so it's just a classic Classic big water technical run, um, and um, and it can change. It can get higher with higher water. We'll we'll talk about that later. But uh, um, but yeah. So not too far below Insig is um, one of my favorite rapids. It's called Pick a Slot, and it's this big hunk of rock in the middle of the river, and you can run way left of it. Or there's all these slots. There's probably like six different slots below that rock but there's these two and you can drive up on the rock and fall off the right side of it and set you up for these two little tiny slots that are just big enough for a 16 foot raft which is which is pushing it for most guides up there they don't run the right side of pick a slot because it's it's too technical too but i'm like i think we can get this big old boat through that (laughs) hole and it's just fun to hit and then right below that is Iron Curtain, which is a is a big fun class four, and that's the first place you can see the canyon walls once you once you launch from the dam, and you get to see the actual you know canyon walls of the Gali Gali River Canyon, a real pretty spot, um, and uh, this uh, big time mine owner up there owned all that land and several years ago he built his little mcmansion right on top of this big beautiful cliff and i just like i want to burn this place down every time i see it because i'm like this was like one of my favorite views in the golly you know and this guy just ruined it i mean he cut that that, he cut every tree down i heard that that was his family that you went on the overnight with oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah that's what you heard huh Probably, uh, I wish they would come back so I could <laughs> drop the bleach in the gene pool. I heard that that family that they were going that their future club boaters. <laughs> Stop it. So, uh, but after in this after uh, Iron Curtain, you got you got a little ways to go, and you see uh, this big overlook deck up on the rim of the canyon, and it's overlooking Pillow Rock. 
and it, the river goes to this really sharp turn, like 90-degree turn, and you're sitting in the pool above Pillow Rock, and there's like, during Golly Fest, all those rocks will be covered with people. people yeah. And Pillow Rock will be covered with people, and everybody's just waiting to see some shit go down, <laughs> you know? But Pillow Rock, you want to know what the nickname is? Pillow Rock is the best 20 seconds in Whitewater. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's really amazing you come in and you're you come in this really steep steep boulder garden like boulder slide come in drive into the left to avoid a big hole halfway down that we call inertia or train wreck and what people try to do is get around the hole and then they try to avoid pillow and that's usually where the problems occur because so they try to, to run go, away from yeah. the pillow rock or the wave that comes off a of pillow, and they hit it broadside, and people lean away and they you know they'll flip. So as you're coming down in there, like pillow rock is extending out from river left, and the water, all the water in the river, is hit crashing up against it and pillowing up off of it, and it's a big undercut rock. I'll just tell you all that right now. It a lot of people don't know pillow rock is undercut. The undercut part is about 25 feet underwater or 20 feet or something. I don't know. Um, but it's way down there. It's, yeah. it's way far down there. Um, and wearing a PFD, you're not likely to go down there. But there is a nasty little terminal eddy on the left side of the pillow wave on river left. And there's this wedge between pillow rock and what we call the pillow case. It's rock above it. And it's a nasty little spot called the Room of Doom. You don't want to end up in there. And swimmers have gone in there and gotten wedged up in there. Mm. You know, and there's all these people right above them that can't really do much for them. Um, but, uh, and then the wave crashes off pillow and drops down through what we call the toilet bowl. And the toilet bowl is this, this beautiful wave, twisting wave between pillow rock and Volkswagen rock in the middle of the river. And the ideal line is to drive up on pillow and kind of put your nose up on the pillow rock and then slide off the corner of it and down into the toilet bowl and avoid Volkswagen. But what tends to happen is because you weigh so much in that big old raft is you deflect off of pillow and you go right into Volkswagen like sideways. And I've actually flipped a boat fully over Volkswagen. I mean, Forward. I broadsided like, it. Oh, okay. yeah. I broadsided it and like yelled, get down. It didn't matter. We flipped. The coffin lid came all the way over. <laughs> and holy crap. <laughs> uh, it was a one boat trip too. With all we had was a safety boater, and our safety boater was behind that rock. Oh my so God. everybody pretty much landed on him. Like he was back paddling away. I was, I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And uh, that was pretty pretty fabulous. Uh, we got it all cleaned up. But there's a there's a big eddy downstream of Pillow, but there's undercut rocks in there on the shores and downstream in the middle of the river, downstream of that pool. So, you know, if you if you ever have any swimmers there, if you swim there, you want to get out of the water as quick as you can. Um, and there's good eddies on the shores, you know, in those in some of those rocks. Uh, and there's usually people sitting below it to clean, clean up and, uh, clean up the mess. 
How how far down are you when you get to Pillow? I mean, you halfway? Pillow's like probably four miles in, four, four and a half miles in, I think. Uh, NSIG's like probably, I want to say like three miles in. So, yeah, Pillow's like four and a half miles in. And then probably another mile and a half past Pillow is um, Lost Paddle, and it's the largest, longest Probably nastiest class five there in in on the golly. It's half a mile long and drops somewhere like 70, 75 feet in elevation. It's like double the length of the five falls of the Chattooga, but the same gradient mm. and wider and just full of undercut rocks <laughs> and caves and, um, yeah, just nastiness, sieves, and, you know, you just don't know what's in there. So first drop is... Yeah, just a big boulder garden, kind of weaving through boulders and hitting some waves and holes. And then that throws you, that channels down into the main part of the rapid. And second drop, right below first drop, is we, we call it Hawaii Five O, And it's just this, this big, beautiful breaking wave. And when you crash through it, just driving downstream, you drop down onto what's easily like 12 foot, 10 to 12 foot like water slide and and it used to be a slide but now some rocks have shifted in there and this thing's almost like a pour over hmm. and there's a hole right below it <coughs> and it's uh it's Rushing. stout it's stout and then at that point you're you're on a liquid locomotive like careening downstream towards all these big rocks and there's a big one sticking up in the middle and the left side of the river with a channel on the left and then a wider a wider channel on the right but that's called six pack and six pack has been known to flip rafts and right after six pack you got undercuts on both sides i mean it is just an inhospitable place to be in the water yeah um and then right after six pack you've got to negotiate a really, really big stout hole in the middle of the river called, um, well, that we just call third drop. And then after third drop, you got a, a kind of a short pool. Um, it's calm and it's a great spot to sit and rescue people, which was what my buddy was doing in the video we watched before this. Um, and that's, that's really like we sit there and, and guard and grab whatever's coming downstream. Uh, because the last two drops are what we call tumble home, and it's the, probably the most sieved out undercut, undercut part of uh, Lost Paddle at the end, and um, it basically goes with like two lines left and right that meet in the middle, and then at the that's fourth drop, and then fifth drop is this rock wall that extends out from right river right with two cracks or three four cracks in it and the left two cracks are runnable the right far right side crack is semi-runnable i run it in raft because that's the way i kind of come through there i go left to right and i like to a lot of times go through that far right crack but the middle or the um the small crack right of center is called the mail slot and kayakers run it and they'll they'll screw it up and 
anytime I've ever seen someone swim through it, it's bad. It's, 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 it's scary. It's really scary. It's about the width of a kayak. It's like middle crack yeah. on the Chatuga, but twice as long. And it's got sieves on either side at the end, or like one on the right especially. And uh, and you get through there, and you're like, whoo, you know, big old sigh of relief when you get through Lost <laughs> Paddle. Um, I've, I've been in some of those spots. I've swam there a number of times, and none of them was ever fun. And I was scared. I was so scared. Uh, but I came out of them. Um, you know, pretty much every time. So yeah, it's just a, it's a crazy spot. Um, you know, downstream of that, you got, um, a couple rapids, uh, Conestoga and, uh, Shipwreck. And they're the next two rapids. And these are like class three rapids with class five plus consequences. If you come out like they're class three rapids, they're not hard to negotiate, but if you're in the wrong spot, they're really badly undercut, and, you know, people have died there. Uh, you know, experienced paddlers have mm-hmm. died in those because they just, you know, they one missed, one missed stroke or, you know, they, they flipped over and they couldn't roll their kayak. or um, And then Shipwreck has probably the biggest undercut rock in the river, and it's river-wide, and there's only one route left underneath the corner of it or the main route down the right side of it and it's just this river wide undercut a really long drag strip fun splashy rapid and but if you hit a rock in there or dump somebody and they go down the middle they go right up against that undercut and it's just like it's a trip because it's like 100 yards long you're like this is this looks fun and you just you know if you're not paying attention to that big this thing's like two stories tall so it's hard to miss, but lots of people have, you know. And then around the corner from that, you go into uh, Iron Ring, which is the man-made rabbit I was talking about that, that my yeah. buddy and I surfed in the hole. And Woodstock Hole at 3,000 CFS gets to be enormous. It's a boat eater, man. And and it gets really big and, and pushy through there, really dynamic. Uh, and the line still is left to right, just to the right of Woodstock Hole. But, you know, someone misses a stroke or, you know, someone's messing around. You know, lots of times we'll come in there and we got a, we got a rowdy bunch, you know, in our boat. We're like, all right, you know, call a right back and start doing 360s through the top of it. And sometimes that doesn't work out. You know, <laughs> you just miss cue, miss time, and, and you go in there and you flip, flip in Woodstock Hole. Um, and then about another mile, mile and a half downstream is the Coliseum of Carnage, uh, Sweets, <laughs> Sweets Falls, which is a 14 foot waterfall, roughly. Wow. Um, blind. It comes out of a big pool and it goes through, you know, just a little bit of current down river, right, right next to this big rock wall. Um, with ledges that people sit on and they'll, they'll sit up on there and, you know, right back. And, you know, like when I started guiding there, it was pretty ruthless. Like people would like throw food at you and, <laughs> and it's, it's just like the Roman Coliseum with yeah. the Christians in the middle and fighting the lions <laughs> and the tigers and, you know, and there'd be people throwing stuff at them. And so you, you gotta be real, 
you know, people that come rushing into Sweets Falls, they're the ones that mess up. So I figured out a way to run it my first time, and I run it that way almost every single time, 21 years later. And I come in there real slow, real methodic, and I make sure people know, listen to my voice and my voice only. I said I'm not going to yell a lot of paddle commands. It's going to be really short and sweet. You should only hear a couple of forward two strokes maybe, and then maybe a lean in at the end. I said if you start hearing a bunch of other commands and then get down, (laughs) you're about to get wet, and you don't want to get that wet here. (laughs) You know, I like to run this thing where it's very anticlimactic. And when you drop a 16-foot raft over that waterfall, it's like – it's a big, it's a big ride and it's an angled, it's an angled rapid. It's like at a 45 degree angle to the flow of the river. And then there's a directional change at the bottom of it back downstream. And so it's a trip, man. People will come in and lefties and righties got different ways of running it. But when you drop in and you hit and, uh, so basically the two hazards in the drop, one is on the left side of the drop, and it's just below the lip. The far right side of the drop, the tallest part, drops in this enormous hydraulic. So the, the rock on the left is called dildo rock, or, you know, a little bit more family-friendly friendly is ejector. <laughs> but it ejector doesn't do it justice it's called dildo because it screws you really really bad Uh because if you hit it it's like it's like a really bad car crash and bodies go flying everywhere and then if you hit energizer it's about the same thing and then you're surfing this big nasty hydraulic that a lot of people get recirculated in um knock on wood i haven't hit either one in 21 years right so my number's coming up probably one day but the sweet line is just drifting in toward the hole and then turning away from the hole and diving in behind dildo rock and so but you don't do that till the end and you turn that boat and drop in there and you're like woo and then (laughs) downstream you got a big old jumble of rocks that we call box canyon and the big flat rock in the middle or just to the right of Box Canyon, it's called Postage Dude, and that's where all the hippies hang out, and they throw food at you and yell different commands at you, uh, because boom, you know they're they're hippies. getting drunk and they want. And by the hippies, I mean you know the private paddlers and the private <laughs> boaters and the drunkards <laughs> yeah. and whatnot. And then just to the left of that one, left side of Box Canyon is Vulture Rock, and that's where all the videographers hang out, and it's amazing. And then. Ace, uh, Ace Whitewater eats their lunch on River Left, right beside Box Canyon. And River's Expeditions, they eat up on the ledges above Sweets on the right. So it is like the Roman Coliseum. I mean, all the rocks are covered with audience. people. And they're all watching you. <laughs> and you're like... And they're we, hoping for the worst. We want... <laughs> we don't Courage. want there to be any action. And you can feel the energy mm-hmm. in the crowd when something's about to happen because it's like this hum. And it's just like, oh, God, you know, like and, and everybody's... Like a wreck at the races. Well, or people start blowing their <laughs> whistles as you're dropping in. And if, if they do that, you're like, ah, I'm screwed. <laughs> you're like, 
get down and get. I get ready to like. I would. I say this because you know, this hasn't happened to me, but I would like pull, pull my feet out from underneath the tubes and just get ready to launch myself yeah. over the raft and over my people. <laughs> You know, I'm like, this is how it's going to happen. If I ever hit it, I'm just going to pull my feet out. And when I hit, I'm just going to go to the moon. Superman. Yeah. So, um, and then, uh, so anybody that goes in Box Canyon, you just never know what's going to happen in the box. Um, Really tight constriction. That's just big enough for a raft, a full-size raft full of people. And you go in and there's this one pyramid rocket, the back of it that splits the channel. And if you get up on that, it sinks a tube, and then you get people yeah. flying out and boats flipping in there. And, and it's fabulous to watch. So whenever we get down below there, we'll just sit there and watch. <laughs> and, you know, back in the old days, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, watch these boats. These, these guys like to, like to hammer it down a little bit right here, you know. Um, but uh, it's, it's really fun. And then the lower golly, man. Um, you know, at 3000 CFS, it's a great intermediate to advanced run, but it's not that hard. But when the lower golly, golly cranks up, and the reason why it cranks up is because of uh, the Meadow River. The Meadow River dumps in right above Lost Paddle, the biggest, cl- longest class five. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the Meadow can double the volume, triple the volume, quadruple oh, wow. the volume of the golly. Yeah. So we like to see it running bone dry like it was this weekend. Yeah. But there are times where you're like, the dam's only giving us like 1,800, like the bare minimum to get us down to the, to, the, to the meadow. Yeah. And then you get to the meadow and you can smell it. Yeah. You can smell like earthy. You're like, oh, man. And you get there and the meadow's just like cranking out. You're like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then at that point... Uh, the upper golly rears its head and like 5,000 CFS is our cutoff. But I've been out there like six to 7,000 on the upper golly. Wow. And just hanging on, yelling, yelling at people, you know, just trying to get everything you can out of them. And, um, and then the, the lower golly, we run it all the way up to 16 or 17,000 CFS. Which is some right around the commercial cutoff, I yeah, think. It's still there. Crazy. And that's the biggest white water. Like you run in paddle boats and paddle rafts, that's the biggest white water you run. I mean, mm. there's stuff down there that just like defies imagination that or our abilities, your imagination of our abilities to run. And, you know, I mean, there's huge waves, 12, 14-foot waves that you're paddling up, you know, just to break over and drop into another one. And and uh, But at normal flow, the 3,000 3, CFS, it's a great warm-up to the upper golly. But it's like night and day, man. Well, so if somebody's interested in going up, what what would be your suggestion? Like... Because I, I thought I was going to make it last year. This year, I knew I wasn't going to make it. But um, um, I was kind of like, should I go on a commercial trip? I've got some buddies that have small rafts or even some buddies who are going So the plan just you know was going to be to go run the lower yeah. and then maybe try to get in on a big boat. With people yeah. that knew what they were doing on the upper, but but that's I'm just I mean wondering like what what would you suggest if people want to do it? 
They don't know anything about it. If you don't know anything about it and you're not too sure about it, I would suggest going on a commercial trip. You can you can request me. <laughs> uh, but uh, better make it worth the effort. No, uh, uh, no, it's uh, yeah, it's just not the place to be. Not not knowing where you are, um, and and what and what your what your abilities are, what your skills are. Um, you know, it's, it's, I've, I've seen people up there and we see them all the time, you know, like, yeah, my friend said I was, you know, I was good to go on the Okoe. I could handle the golly. Uh, uh-uh. it's, it's totally different, man. We're talking big volume, you know, we're talking big volume technical and, you know, hidden stuff over every wave or, you know, behind every rock. And it's just not a place to go unless you're a solid class four, four plus paddler. Um, you know, like I said, you're, if you're with the right person and you're kayaking or you're a really good canoe, you know, canoeer and you're with the right people that, that know the golly, then, then you're probably going to be in good hands. But the best way to see it, just to see if, 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 if you want to run it, if you want to go any bigger and go in a smaller boat is, is on a commercial trip. You know, there, what, there what, are, so. there are tons of, there are tons of. Of private paddlers up there, especially during Golly Fest, yeah. and um, man, you know, I've seen a lot of people go down. Uh, there's a lot of people I love out there. I've seen a lot of people take take others down that that got jammed up in places that I'm like, you should have known that was kind of bad right there. Um, and uh, you know, the, just that wrong that wrong. Uh, decision and, and who you went with can mean the difference between, you know, just uh, a good trip and a bad trip. So, um, what's your company? What are you? Who are you I, I work there? for uh, Adventures uh, on the Gorge, which is a conglomeration of four uh, four companies that merged about what like more than ten years ago now. But uh, it was. Class six river runners, um, which is who I worked for originally up there. Um, Mountain River Tours, Rivermen, and Songer Whitewater. And they all merged several years ago to form one big company because if they didn't, if they didn't do it, Ace was trying to gobble everybody up and was trying to gobble all these smaller companies up. And they just did to form a stronger, bigger company. And, um, there's um, uh, new and Golly River Adventures. They're you know they're really good. They have good guides, and it's a it's a small company. Um, and uh, West Virginia Adventures um, is a, another small independent company who does does you know guides very well, and they have good guides, but they're they're really small. Um, you know, and definitely if you want to support one of those guys, you know. Uh, I I definitely give them my my seal of approval, and then there's uh, uh, Rivers Expeditions, uh, which is another conglomeration of three companies: uh, Appalachian Wild Waters, Rivers, and Extreme Expeditions formed one one company, uh, and um, and then there's um, Ace who bought NAR and and uh, Wild Water Unlimited different from the wild water down south here and they formed another another big company but uh 
we'll we'll make them last. But uh, <laughs> uh, but there there's great guides over there. I just I pre, you know I I love working for Classics and um, A- AOTG is very much has much of the old Classics and the old Rivermen who I did work for at one time and uh, did some work for them and I did do a little bit of work for Songer as well. So. And, you know, all my buddies from all those other companies work there now, and that's why I work there. I don't hardly know anybody over at the other companies. So, uh, you know, like Ace and, and, and Rivers Expeditions, there are a couple people that I know. But, um, but yeah, if anybody's, you know, wanting to fire up the golly and give it, give it a try, check it out. Um, we, we offer the most options uh, at AOTG. We have a throwback overnight that you can turn from an upper lower overnight into a double upper overnight. We have a deluxe overnight, which is we really good food, uh, amazing food. We camp in a beautiful spot. We have two of the best campsites uh, on the river. And um, we have, you can do the lower one day on day one. You can do the upper on day two. You can kind of do a reverse um, uh, you know, reverse type golly trip. It doesn't have to be an overnight, but you can do, you know, warm up on the lower on day one, then go and do the upper on day two. Uh, you can do single day trips on either section. You can do a double upper, uh, double upper trip. You run the upper down the Mason's branch, which is the end of the upper, the, the, the upper proper is nine miles. And you can run that nine miles in the five class fives twice in one day. Or you can do a Golly River Marathon, which is all 26 miles in one day. Wow. Uh, you, you, you know, you got a credit card and a fantasy. We want to try to fulfill <laughs> it. So, um, and AOTG has, has great accommodations. We're right on the rim in the New River Gorge. We've got lots of cabins, lots of different cabin options. We've got several campground options, campsites. Um, we have zip lines, campy tours, uh, paintballs, laser tag, rock climbing, fishing. What else? I mean, we got all kinds of stuff. We have a, a beautiful pool and four four restaurants, three bars on the property. Wow! I mean, it's it's like this, wow! It's like this full on adventure resort. So sweet. Yeah, if you want to get anything done up there and. It's a, it's a great way to see it your first time as you go on a commercial trip. All right. Well, that's the Golly, and Golly Fest is September 19th through the 22nd. Is that right? Is, is, is that, that what we too have? long? That's what I've got written on here, but it's, it's not that, four it's days. It's not that many days. It's not four days. I think it starts the 19th. Well, it's a um, Friday through a Sunday, right? Yeah, it's Friday. Basically, most of it's Friday and Saturday. Yeah. So the 20th through the 22nd and that's always the third saturday of september all right always the third saturday well a little closer to home this weekend is what the okoe river championships at the okoe whitewater center the upper okoe um this weekend starts friday and goes through sunday the 15th of september and um, there's all kinds of events. Uh, there's going to be a kayak and um, kayak and canoe slalom. There's going to be freestyle kayaking uh, downriver. 
Um, there's a boater cross. Uh, there's going to be SUP races, SUP races, or paddleboard races, basically. Uh, there's going to be a ducky cross. And, of course, the crowd favorite last year was the raft slalom. Right. Uh, so and, and raft, I'll be I'll be uh, de- defending my title. That's right out there this weekend. So and I hope to see you in the ducky cross. Yeah, I'm I'm planning on <laughs> I I, I want to get in on the ducky cross. Um, Do the, it. Uh, if you guys want to come out, um, you know Friday is when the raft race is. I think it's at three or three thirty in the afternoon. That's when they go down. Uh, definitely come out and see us. Um, I'm going to be there with Rocky Mountain Rafts and Downriver Equipment exhibitioning some of our uh, boats. Um, and I do have a brand new, um, you know, Cloud 9.5, a.k.a. the Thundercloud, uh, with me in uh, beautiful orange and blue. And uh, orange and blue colors all customized. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm also going to have a... Uh, uh, Rasta colored fatty cat uh, with me. Uh, uh, a peak 135, a 12 foot self baler, um, as well as a storm and a cloud nine. Nice. So I'll have a, you know, those will be available for um, demo, probably mainly on the middle Okoe during, yeah. during the event because you can't paddle. Uh, in the Whitewater Center during that period, sure. unless you're competing. So uh, yeah, come on by and uh, see us. See us at the booth, and we're also going to be at the um, uh, at the party um, at the parties at Adventures Unlimited and the Bus Bar um, on Friday and Saturday night. We'll have a booth there as well. So we'll have one at the Whitewater Center. And one at the um, at AU, um, and the fun down there starts at uh, 7 p.m. on Friday, or 5:30 p.m. on Saturday. So all right, and then uh, we're gonna try to do a podcast from there, and it may be some interviews. We're not sure uh, what all is gonna happen, but we're gonna try to do do a little bit of that, and we'll see how it plays out here. Yeah. So if you guys see either Ted or I. Up there, come on by and give us a shout. Um, you know, uh, uh, I think Ted's going to try to be there. I'll be there all weekend, but Link's Ted... going to be signing glamour shots. <laughs> <laughs> but come on by uh, the booth or, or look for us and, and give us a shout. Love to see you out there. Absolutely. So. Uh, and we we just saw that this Friday or heard somewhere that they're doing a uh, rescheduled release on. The Nantahala. Well, the Nantahala Cascades and the Upper But it's Nantahala. back open. It's open. We yep. didn't even talk about that. Yep. Back yep. in business. That was a quick turnaround. A quick two years, as they had advertised <laughs> that it would take. Which Did the, they say two years? That's what some article said, and everybody knew that wow. that was not really true. That was just the automatic time like that, that the Forest Service has to put like you know a project would be like two years later. So anyway, some, some article said it will be two years. Anyway, no, it was really what a week and a half maybe. And they had that thing back in business. Yeah. So, no, I mean, it was a uh, like... pretty, pretty uh, monumental effort to get that back up and running. So yeah, we heard. And, and so I'm not sure about that, but we're, we had heard this week that they might be doing a, a maybe a rescheduled 
makeup release on the on Friday. Not sure about that. That'd be the probably the day we release this. Um, but uh, but what we do know is September twenty eighth and 29th that they do have a scheduled release for the uh, Upper Nantahala and the Cascades. So hopefully uh, that's still on schedule. Uh, beyond that, I guess we'll we'll uh, we'll find some future events like Tallulah and whatnot. But um, I think that's about it, Link. All right, We're ready to wrap it up here. So Sweet. there you go, the Air Jordan uh, <laughs> Air Jordan episode. Air Jordan episode. <laughs> so uh, thanks for uh, listening, and hopefully we'll see you out at the Ocoee, and maybe you can see Link up at the Golly. Yeah, come on out, guys, and and. Uh, Y'all be safe out there, and we'll see you on the river. Gonna get drunk and I don't care. Gonna get drunk and I don't care. Gonna get drunk and I don't care.